I thank you for joining me again on Weathering the Storm podcast. I appreciate so much the opportunity that I have to be on this great network, the Scattered Abroad Network. And for you as, as my audience, I just greatly appreciate the support and encouragement that you have given me. And so thank you so much for tuning in today to the Weathering the Storm podcast, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. And today we are recording episode 19 of season three on this great network, and we are excited uh, to kind of go down the home stretch. Uh, we have three episodes remaining, including this one. And so again, just very, very appreciative, very thankful as I sit here and record this today. But the title of this episode is one that will hopefully resonate with you if you are going through a difficult time. If you are facing a storm, whether it be a physical storm, emotional, mental, perhaps a spiritual storm, I hope that this will help you as it has helped me already in preparing this episode. The title of today's episode is Weathering the Storm When No Relief is in Sight. Before we dive into this, as always, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to go and check out the Scattered Abroad Network. We are a network uh, with several different podcasts. We are growing uh, seemingly by the day, uh, having new hosts to come on, new episodes, new shows, new content. We have content coming out every day of the week. And so please, uh, wherever you get your podcast, go check out the Scattered Abroad Network and you can uh, apply there to our master feed. And once you subscribe to that, then you can get all the podcasts that come on the network, including this one. And certainly appreciate, again, the opportunity to be on that network. We do have a website, scatterabroad.org. You can email us, contact us at thescatterabroadnetwork at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And so we would encourage you to check those out. But again, very thankful for you tuning in today. Thankful that this podcast is on the Scattered Abroad Network, and, and we covet your prayers as we continue to strive to do this to the glory of God. I mentioned that this is episode 19, and we are getting near the end, and, and this season has really been focusing on how we can weather the storm when. We began, of course, uh, with a discussion about the death of my dad and kind of walking through you know, how to get through that, uh, weathering the storm when you lose a loved one. Uh, when you are struggling, when you are grieving, we did a series on that. And so a lot of this has that focus. But these last three episodes, I'm hoping will be very personal for you. Uh, something that will help you when you are really, really going through a tough time. So again, today we want to discuss how we can weather the storm when no relief is in sight. Here at the Equipment Church of Christ on Wednesday nights, I've been teaching through the book of Job. And last night, December the 15th, uh, when uh, we taught Bible class, I, I went through Job chapters 8 and 9. And that is when Job's friend Bildad comes and speaks. And he echoes what Eliphaz said, but he's a little bit sharper. And he comes at Job in such a way that really causes Job to sit back and not necessarily respond out of emotion. But he takes, he takes a different approach there in chapter 9. But I emphasized to the class last night, that while Job is listening to his friends, he is not sitting there comfortably. He is suffering immensely. He has boils from head to toe. He can't sleep. He can't catch his breath. All the while, he's having to deal with that. And so I wanted to paint a picture of Job there to say, 
Here's a man who had no relief. There was no comfort to be found anywhere. And perhaps the worst part for Job is that he didn't hear from God. There was a silence from heaven. Now, again, in Job's mind, he thinks that God is doing this to him. He thinks that he's being punished, but he doesn't understand why. But really, we know the full story, don't we? We know that God loved Job. We know that God thought very highly of Job. And we know that from that description in Job chapter 1. But we also know that Satan was the one behind all of his pain. Job didn't know that. Job, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, did not have chapter 42. He did not see how it was going to end up. And there's so many times reading through Job that you want to just kind of interject and walk up to him, put your arm around him and say, listen, it's going to be okay, Job. It's going to work out. In fact, you're going to be blessed more than you were before. And I have even better news. God's going to send his son who's going to die on the cross. You, you, you keep talking about a mediator and, and wanting someone. Well, he's going to be it, First Timothy 2.5. He's going to be coming, and, and, and he's going to live a perfect life and die on the cross, and, and through his sacrifice and through his blood, you can have forgiveness of sins and be made right in the sight of God. Job, it's going to be okay. But we can't do that. Job didn't have the book of Job. Job was a developing character. And as he is suffering so much, he's lost his children, he's lost his wealth, he's lost the support from his wife momentarily, and he's lost his own health. How can you weather the storm when there's no relief in sight? And the answer is is very simple, even though that may be very hard to apply. And it comes from 2 Corinthians 5-7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. When there's no relief in sight, walk by faith to find it. We can't see it. There are days, we're going to have days that there just seems to be no relief. It's one thing after the other. Maybe you wake up one day and you, you feel terrible. You're on your way to work. You have a flat tire. You come home and, and you and your spouse argue over something. Uh, your children are running up and up and down the walls. And then that night you can't sleep and then you start over again. You've got deadlines at work. There's you, you name it. And there just seems to be no relief. And you keep thinking to yourself, when can I finally just get a, you know, a moment to catch my breath and find some kind of relief? Brethren and friends, the truth of the matter is, in this life, there are only a few moments of that. But when compared with eternity, you're talking about an endless day of relief for the child of God. That's what I want us to focus on. When there's no relief in sight, walk by faith. Remember the promises that God has given us through His Word, and let's hold on to that. Knowing that relief, rest, comfort, joy, peace, those things are coming Now, we can enjoy those things in this life because we're Christians living the abundant life, absolutely. But there's coming a day when we can hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. And then there will be relief beyond our imagination, beyond our comprehension. We just can't see it right now. We don't know it. (laughs) But we can see through the eye of faith 
that that relief is coming our way. When we think about Job and his example, and I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what, we could probably just call this the Job podcast. He just applies in so many different areas, especially when you talk about facing storms. But when there was no relief in sight, just listen to some of the things that he said. Job thirteen fifteen, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now again, Job thought that God was doing this to him, but he says, even if God decides to kill me, yet I will trust him. Now that's walking by faith, isn't it? Job didn't see what was going to happen. He didn't know what was going to pan out. He probably felt like he could die any day because of the way he was suffering. He said, if God decides to do that, I will trust him. Job 19.25, For I know that my Redeemer lives. Now, could he see him? (laughs) No, this is a statement of faith, isn't it? I know that my Redeemer lives. Couldn't that bring great relief to Job, even though he's suffering? Absolutely. And then when you get to the end of the book, Job 42 and verse 5, he repents and he's speaking after God speaks, of course. He says, my ear has heard, but now my eye sees. Again, is he speaking about literally seeing or physically? No. But through the eye of faith. Now my eye sees. Now, now I see. You know, for us, we may be going through pain, suffering, you name it. And we just don't see the benefit sometimes, or we don't see the relief. It's like there's no way we can find relief from this. But as the psalmist says, weeping lasts for the night, joy comes in the morning. There's going to come a a beautiful morning, that land of cloudless day that ought to keep us going. What I want to do with the time remaining in this episode is to give you some passages. Some passages from uh, the New Testament. These are things to remember that will bring relief to you in the storms of life. When you are looking for some kind of comfort, relief from the storm, remember these passages. If you'd like to write them down, I want to repeat them so you can have them. They're all going to come from Romans chapter 8. I preached a sermon last year entitled, Eight Reasons to Stay Optimistic from Romans chapter 8. You can visit our YouTube channel, Equipment Church. Type that on YouTube. You'll see a green logo there. Uh, and all the sermons are archived there if, you, if you'd like to go back and listen to it. But I'm going to use those same verses because these are eight uh, reasons when you walk through it. But these passages really are passages to remember for the child of God. When there's no relief, these passages will bring it. These passages will bring comfort to the faithful. The first one is the very first verse, Romans 8.1. I love this verse, and Brother Cliff Goodwin broke it down one time, and I've never forgotten it. He said, Romans 8.1 is all about location and lifestyle. And let's read this and think about it for a moment. Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now there's relief. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. If I am in Christ, meaning I have obeyed his gospel, I put him on in baptism, I've been washed, covered in his blood, I'm a member of his church, there is no condemnation for me. You talk about relief, you talk about taking a deep breath. Regardless of what you did before, that life of sin, regardless of insecurities that you may have, 
When you become a Christian, you put on Christ in baptism, you're in Christ, there is now no condemnation. You can live through this life no matter what struggles you go through knowing, I am saved by Jesus Christ because I've obeyed his gospel. He died for me. He paid the price for me, and I just responded by faith to what God wanted me to do. That's very comforting, isn't it, for the Christian? Location. But then lifestyle. Here's the condition. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. You see, there is the life of a child of God. I must walk according to the Spirit's teaching. I must walk in harmony with what the Spirit has revealed. I can't walk according to the flesh. I can't walk with just my physical sight here. This is talking about living a life of faith, a godly life, location and lifestyle. That is what you have to have to be made right in the sight of God. So the first passage, the very first verse, is a passage to remember that will bring you relief in the storm. There is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The next passage is verses 16 and 17 of Romans 8. Now keep in mind, Paul is writing to Christians. He's writing to the brethren at Rome, not writing to alien sinners. He's writing to those who are in Christ, those who are living the life that God would have them to live. He says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. I love the way that passage ends. Again, we have a condition, don't we? Just like in Romans 8, 1, here we have a condition. The Spirit bears witness, notice the word with, not to. This is not teaching a direct operation on the heart, but with. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so the Spirit's teaching lays out what one must do to become a child of God. When we obey that, the Spirit says that's exactly what he did, or that's what she did. She did what, the, uh, what was revealed. And so if we do that, we obey the gospel. We are children of God. And if children, that makes us heirs. We are heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. Wow. But then the end, if there's a condition, indeed we suffer with him that we also may be glorified together. Notice suffering leads to glory. When there's no relief in sight, remember that if we suffer with Christ, we can be glorified together with, with Christ. That's a passage to keep in mind that will bring Relief, And so if you're in Christ, you're living your life in harmony with God's will and God's word. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. And because we're in the family of God, we have the hope of being glorified by God. Which brings us to the third passage, the very next verse, Romans 8, 18. When there's no relief in sight because of suffering, listen to and remember this verse. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Paul knew about suffering. He's not undermining or belittling the impact that suffering may have. But he says the sufferings of this present time, you know, the, the, the hard times that I'm going through right now, it's not even worthy to be compared 
with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So the contrast that we noticed in verse 17 is amplified in verse 18. Suffering to glory. The suffering that we have to endure here in this life, it's not even worthy to be compared. It's nothing, nothing to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. That glory will far outweigh whatever suffering we have to endure in life. That should bring about relief. When there's no relief in sight, remember that the glory which shall be revealed in us is far, far greater than any suffering we will endure in this life. Continuing through Romans 8, let's look at verses 26 through 28. This is in the realm of prayer. And when you, really when you're struggling, you find no relief, there's no relief in sight, look up. Look up. Look up with the eye of faith. Go to God in prayer. When you strive to find relief in time of, in time of difficulty, in time of stress. Romans 8, 26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. There are times when you go to God in prayer when you can't get the words out. I've been there. You're crying so hard you literally cannot say it. But this passage teaches me that the Spirit helps with that process. I don't know how He does it, but He intercedes for the saints. That's what my Bible tells me. According to the will of God, He, he intercedes for the saints. And so our prayers are reaching the ears of our God. But don't you love verse 28? All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. God is going to work it out for my ultimate good and for His ultimate glory. And that can bring great relief to me when I am suffering and struggling. As we bring this to a close, let's notice a few more. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? When I'm struggling to find relief, I need to remember that God's on my side. And that's all I need. <laughs> if God is for us, who can be against us? Well, the answer is nobody. No struggle, no horrible suffering can really get me down because God is on my side. No matter how bad it hurts, God is with me. He's on my side. If God is for us, who can be against us? And with that, we drop down to verses 37 to the end of the chapter, 39. After Paul says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Brethren and friends, when you're seeking relief, when there's no relief in sight, remember that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. No matter what. Notice what he says. Tribulation, distress, 
persecution. Not even death itself. No amount of suffering can separate us from the love, the care, the compassion, the mercy of Almighty God. Again, Paul is writing to Christians. What a great blessing it is to be in Christ, to have His Word, and to live according to what God has revealed, to know that the Spirit intercedes in in my prayer life, to know that God is on my side, and to know that, that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us, through Jesus. We can have true relief in this life and certainly in the next. Relief will come to the faithful. Keep fighting the good fight. Stay the course. Take it one day at a time and trust in God to see you through. When there's no relief in sight, remember these passages we've studied today from Romans chapter 8 and be reminded of God's love, God's care, and God's power. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you as you weather the storm. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.